exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. In the next hour, we'll guide you through Spartan Sports, your favorite Detroit teams, and beyond. Call in with your thoughts at 517-432-3893. And now, let's kick off another hour of Sports Talk. Well, good afternoon and welcome into the Spartan Sports Ramp on this Monday night alongside no one. I'm Dan Duggar, an empty studio tonight as everyone has headed home for the semester break. Uh, Throughout this summer, it'll be me, mostly by myself, but capable, I believe I am. But alongside me behind the glass is Kevin. He's ready to take your calls. The number is 517-432-3893. If you're a little shy, you don't want to give us a call, here's the new email address. It is wdbmsports at gmail.com. The telephone number 517-432-3893. And the new email address is wdbmsports at gmail.com. Be sure to Drop me an email. I'm trying tonight to see how far is the farthest listener listening. Obviously, we're broadcast throughout the world on impact89fm.com. But if you could just shoot me a little message, you don't even have to ask a question. I'm just trying to see where our listeners are listening from tonight. If you're listening on the web through our live stream on the web, don't forget this is the 2007 College Station of the Year. The Impact 89FM once again wins College Station of the Year. So, obviously, we don't like to pat ourselves on the back, but everyone here at The Impact deserves a little credit. But more importantly, we dive into tonight's top stories. Don't forget, 517-432-3893 is the story. got to say hello uh, to a couple good friends of mine, Steve and Becky Wheat. They say they listen every Monday night. They go to Lansing Nip and Sip for dinner and sit and listen. So, hopefully, I'm sure they're listening again tonight, and I thank them for their continued listenership to my show. Gotta, gotta, Gotta be impressed by that. But I appreciate you guys listening on with, hey, Brigitte's gone for the summer. She'll be back in the fall, but I'm sure she's listening at home as well. And congratulations to all the graduates that graduated this past weekend. Uh, I've had numerous family members that graduated, friends that graduated. So props to you guys, and and I'm sure that a Michigan State degree is going to do big things for you in this world. Obviously, Pistons tonight on at 8 p.m. They're going Game 2 against the Bulls. They handled business quite easily in Game 1, winning by 20-plus. Ben Wallace, obviously the centerfold of that story. Uh, Scott Skiles, somewhat of a Michigan State connection there. But obviously the Pistons got it done. We'll talk Pistons later in this hour. Red Wings also, they're on at 9 p.m. But more importantly, Michigan State men's basketball, as predicted. We'll, we'll get to the big story of men's basketball in a minute. But as predicted on this show, Mike Garland returns to the bench here at Michigan State. Uh, he, he has been here before. He was an assistant at Michigan State for seven seasons. 96 to 2003. Um, he previously served last year under Matt Doherty at SMU. Um, we know Mike Garland formerly as the head coach at Cleveland State University. Uh, but Coach Izzo says, quote, we're thrilled to have Mike Garland back at Michigan State. Um, this guy played a key part, as Coach Izzo elaborated on, in a statement that, that Mike Garland was there along those final four runs, those consecutive final four runs, those championship runs, those back-to-back-to-back Big Ten championships. So so you got to understand that this guy was a key part in that. And obviously, yes, he was a head coach, and he's not a head coach anymore. I don't think it was that his performance as a head coach is what got him fired from Cleveland State. Um, you know, I'm not one to, you know, really shed an, uh, a heavy opinion on things. I think politics had somewhat to do with with Mike Garland's departure from Cleveland State but this is a great man most importantly um I've had I've had s- sat down and had dinner with this man Mike Garland he is a great person and obviously he'll be a great asset to the coaching staff here at Michigan State and and he is not the new head assistant obviously we've seen Jim Boylan kind of a uh, you know that that side the sidekick to Tom Izzo now my, Mike my, Mark Montgomery pardon me he's been promoted to associate head coach so Mike Garland will be an assistant along with Dwayne Stevens, who's been here the past few years. And when you look at the staff that Coach Izzo has assembled, you look at Dwayne Stevens, and you say, where's Dwayne Stevens come from? When you look at his pedigree, Dwayne Stevens, assistant coach of the, of the men's basketball program, came from Marquette. He was at Marquette when Dwayne Wade was at Marquette. So he's dealt with talent. 
and he's on Coach Izzo's bench. We look at Mark Montgomery, who is arguably in the top five to ten associate now coaches in the country that has a shot to be the next head coach when when a vacant position comes open. Obviously, we know Mark had a desire to be the Central Michigan head coach, but that went to Ernie Ziegler. So Coach Izzo continues to surround himself with talent, and obviously with with the depth of knowledge and wisdom on the basketball court that Coach Izzo brings, um, you can't be more than impressed. And you you kind of saw this one coming with Mike Garland. He was an assistant here before, obviously. Uh, Matt Doherty, former North Carolina coach down at SMU, uh, he lost a great as- assistant coach in Mike Garland. But if if I'm Mike Garland, yes, I want to come back and I want to be with Coach Izzo. Mike Garland, UP guy, played up there with Izzo, so they go way back. And obviously, this is a coach, Mike Garland, and the newest the new assistant here at Michigan State that spent almost a decade coaching at Belleville's in, in, in Michigan. So obviously this is a, a guy who knows the state who's going to be able to recruit the state of Michigan. Not that we have a tough time doing that now. I believe that Michigan State is the number one program. If, I, if I'm a high school a youngster coming out and I want to go play college ball somewhere, obviously we look at the mess that is Ann Arbor. I'm not going to want to play there. But there's been a steady stream that has been going to Oregon as well from the Detroit PSL. Um, but obviously another asset another asset in Mike Garland will be on Coach Izzo's bench. Um, and a classy move by Izzo, I'd say, uh, to move up Montgomery uh, to associate head coach. Montgomery has really put in his time, uh, six seasons here. He's, I believe he was in, in charge of recruiting. He's a tremendous recruiter. Um, part of the, a lot of the large reason behind Chris Allen from Georgia coming to Michigan State was was Mark Montgomery and also Dwayne Stevens. So you got to give praise to these coaches. They all also always get overlooked. You know, Coach Izzo seems to be getting you know the front page all the credit. Um, these are the guys that also make the ship run. And so you got to give credit where credit is due, as we always do here on the show. So classy move by Coach Izzo moving Monty up to associate head coach. So you know who who knows how long Montgomery will be here though. Because Montgomery, he's that next guy in line for a head job. This is Dan Duggar. It's my show, The Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. The number is 517-432-3893. No one, no no, no one in the studio tonight. You want to drop me an email, it is wdbmsports at gmail.com. I'm trying to find where our listeners are listening from. So if you could take some time, shoot me an email if you don't want to call in. Don't forget, later in this hour, we're going to have Michigan State second baseman Steve Gerstenberger join us. Yes, Michigan State baseball was on some of a tough streak there for a while, but they just took three out of four games from Ohio State at Columbus. So it was a big weekend for Spartan baseball. They're back on track. They've won three straight. So around 7.30, Steve Gerstenberger, second baseman, he'll join us. And later in the hour, yes, we will talk some boxing. And when I'm talking boxing, if you pay attention to any sports in the Lansing area, you know Earl Robinson, the host of AM Sports Talk 870, is a huge boxing fan. We're going to have Earl Robinson on just just about after Steve Gerstenberger's on. So about 7.40, Earl Robinson, he's the host of the Daily the Daily Show Sports Talk with Earl Robinson. Uh, that's 2 to 3 on WKAR, obviously, a station owned by Michigan State Board of Trustees. Broadcast right out right out here on campus, out of Comart's building. So... Earl Robinson's going to join us. You say boxing, why boxing? Well, if you've been paying attention, Mayweather Jr. defeated Oscar De La Hoya in 12 rounds by a split decision. We're going to talk about that. I actually watched the fight from round round 1 through 12, and, and that was somewhat of a rarity. First time I've ever watched a boxing match all 12 rounds. Obviously, I've seen highlights of Mike Tyson and the likes, but Earl Robinson's going to join us. He's the host of Sports Talk 870. He's going to join us just past half the hour, so 740-year-old Robinson's going to join us. Towards the end of the hour, we'll talk NBA playoffs. I was terribly wrong. Yes, the Warriors handed it to Dirk and the Mavericks, and I believe Dirk handed the MVP trophy to Steve Nash. We'll get to that. Also, Maurice Hager looks like he'll have a bigger role with the Mavericks next year. According to Jerry Stackhouse, yes, his teammate in an article with, I believe, the Dallas Morning News. We'll, we'll get to that. And we'll talk about the East. Obviously, your Detroit Pistons playing arguably the best ball out East. And and I'd say the favorite to win it all, obviously. We've seen uh, we've seen LeBron's team, the Cavaliers, um, playing well. And you look out West. We had the Spurs upset the Suns uh, yesterday. Bloody Steve Nash. And we see Utah sparked by Carlos Boozer. They're going to take on the Warriors tonight as well. So we'll see that. The Warriors, wow. You got, I mean, Jay, you know, the Mavs lost. But hey, Jay Rich. 
you got to be happy for Jay Rich pu- pulling through, coming through for the, for the Warriors. But uh, we're going to go right to the phones. Welcome into the Spartan Sports Wrap. Hi. Um, I'm just calling from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Ja- ja- <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. Well, there it is. Ja- I believe that may be the farthest one. So anything on your mind in the world of sports tonight? Or, or simply uh, that may be the farthest listener we have tonight? Um, How about this? Uh, Red, Red Wings. Red, Red Wings going to handle business tonight at 9 o'clock. All right. All right. Hey, Jacksonville, Florida, We thanks for the call. Yep, not a problem. There it is. Makes my night. We have a listener in Jacksonville, Florida, simply wanted to call in. Kevin's thrilled. I'm thrilled. It's just Kevin and I in the studio. I think it's just Kevin and I on campus. Campus is dead. Classes don't start till next Monday for the summer session. But once again, congratulations, graduates. Uh, my sister's fiancé got his master's degree, so big ups to him. as he they're, they're actually on their way down south, so props to them. But Red Wings on at 9 o'clock tonight. Pistons, 8 o'clock. So it's 7 o'clock, so 7-11 actually. So you're going to stick with me, right, hopefully, till 8 o'clock, till the Pistons come on. Uh, the number is 517-432-3893. The email is Sports at gmail.com still waiting for that first email so maybe that will be you obviously we switched up the email address but more importantly back to men's basketball okay i just front i just sold the rest of the show I'll let you guys know what's coming up uh steve gerstenberger michigan state baseball second baseman at 7 30 uh earl robinson host of 870 sports talk he's coming out about 7 40 to talk boxing but first of all michigan state this is I don't know if you want to say huge news. I mean, ESPN seems like they're becoming the monopoly of, of sports information uh, in, in this world, really. Uh, but, but today, ESPN.com came out with a list of the top 10 basketball programs of the past 10 years. And, and obviously, Michigan State's right there. I mean, you don't, you don't even have to think. You don't have to do a lot of research to know that if you're looking solely at the last 10 years of college basketball, that Michigan State has to be in the conversation of the top three. They were tied for second. Atop the list was Duke, but more importantly, Andy Katz, one of the mo- one of my most I respect this man as a writer of college basketball. Maybe because he sheds some positive light on Michigan State when a lot of people overlook them, saying they don't have the pedigree of a Kansas, of a Kentucky, of a North Carolina. But Andy Katz said Michigan State is the best program of the last ten years. So I, w- I want to know what you guys have to think. Is Michigan State the best college basketball program of the last 10 years? The number is 517-432-3893. And, and how can you not agree with this? Michigan State, obviously, we're still, I'd say, living in that 2000 championship. I think it's gonna pretty soon it's going to be time to win another one, as I've said here on the show. You know, not, to, not to take away from that. That was just an amazing trip. But the big debate now is, is are the Spartans the number one team of the past 10 years? Um, Andy Katz says it's time to acknowledge Michigan State, and and I'm and I'm so happy to read this. This made my day. I mean, you you look at what Michigan State has done in the past ten years. Obviously, the 2000 championship everyone points to, the four Final Fours, 99, 2000, 2001, 2005. That's the most in the nation in that span. We look at the four Big Ten regular season titles, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Wow, back to back to back to back. Two Big Ten tournament titles, although I hate the Big Ten tournament. I think they should do away with it. And obviously, they're back to that 18-game schedule. So getting closer, obviously, 11 teams in the in the Big Ten, you, you, you don't play yourself. So I'd say a 20-game schedule where you play each team twice would be the ideal schedule. Um, but for the powers that be, that's not the case. Ten straight NCAA tournament appearances. That's the fifth longest in the nation. And you look at since the year 2000. Okay, this is... This is only seven years now. Ten players drafted. That's the third best in the nation. We nearly had three go in the first round last season. We had Shannon Brown go 24 to Cleveland. Mo Ager go 28 to Dallas. And, and Paul Davis go early in that second round to the Clippers. If we would have had a better showing in the NCAA tournament, all three of those guys would have been lottery picks. I guarantee it. That's how just the momentum of the tournament carries over to the draft. And 82.9% graduation rate. Okay, for players who finish four years of school, that's something Izzo preaches as academics, and we see with the recent verbal commitment of Delvon Rowe, that is something that is very important in his eyes. People are graduating. You have to be happy. And obviously this this does wonders for your program because you're not going to be put on probation. You have, I believe it's APR, Academic Progress Reports, every year that universities have to put out. 
So to have a high graduation rate as high as that, you may say, oh, that's only 83%. Okay, you want to look at in comparison to other big-time programs. 145 straight home sellouts. I think last year we really saw what the, the power of a crowd, what the what the Breslin Center can really do, what the Izone is really all about. I've been to other I've been to other places. I've been to Iowa. What do they call it? The Hawk's Nest or or, or something? It's it was just terrible. Okay, I've I've been to Illinois. Illinois is loud. It's very loud because not only do their students get loud, uh, their whole their whole stands, the the grown ups, the green seats, as we say at the Breslin, they get loud. But but then you look at more more intangible things, things that you can't really measure. Six assistant coaches in the span of ten years have gotten head coaching jobs. That's a testament to the quality that Izzo brings in, and, and the quality of of coaches that they grow here, they get better here. As as an assistant, I'd say your goal has to be to be a head coach one day. And and if you don't want to be a head coach one day, what what are you doing in the profession? Maybe maybe it's your niche that you're an assistant, but you have to. I think you'd have to have that somewhat of that desire. Um, eight McDonald's All-Americans have played for Michigan State in the past eight seasons. Uh, most recently, I believe, was Shannon Brown in 2003. All, you know, Izzo, Izzo doesn't necessarily go for the McDonald's All-Americans all the time because I believe Izzo's philosophy at, at times is to go recruit the players that fit the system, and he does a fair share of coaching up, I'd say. He gets players that fit the system, that want to play defense, that want to rebound, that want to get up and down the court. But you look at that. You look at that resume, and you you can't argue with that. That Michigan State, it, we have to be atop that. And then and then that's that's some chemistry issues too. Each each year you got a new coach coming in, an old coach leaving. Uh, players have to adjust to a new a new a new assistant coach. Okay, coaches may run practice, but you split up into individual workouts. You have a new coach leading the guards workouts, a new coach leading the big men working out. And, and you just look at the talent. Jim Boylan's now a head coach at Utah. Doug Wojcik is now a coach at Tulsa. Brian Gregory at Dayton. We see Tom Crean at Marquette. Just just the power of coaches. They're not going to rinky-dink schools around the nation. So coaches are obviously a testament to his tutelage here at Michigan State. And, and here you go. Michigan State has played 34 of the 36 other Final Four teams since 1998. Our non-conference schedule, folks, is one of the best in the nation. I remember, what was it, about 2003, we played everybody. I believe Texas, Kansas, Duke, everybody in that list. The top programs in the nation. Izzo will play anybody, anywhere. I think we're playing Texas next year. Okay, yes, Kevin Durant's going to the NBA draft. But Texas still is going to be a solid squad. But our non-conference schedule, we're not going to play lay-down teams like Michigan does every year. Yeah, they had UCLA. That was it. Then they had the the powder puffs of college basketball coming to Ann Arbor. That's why they didn't make the tournament. That's why Michigan State is so good year in and year out is because we play quality throughout the season. We're ready for it. And and, and you have to be happy with, with the talent coming in. Michigan State could be the the best program in the next in the past twenty years, you know, when we get to two thousand and twenty, you know, two thousand and eighteen, whatever. Michigan State is right up there. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue talking about Michigan State basketball. Also, some rules changes. Three-point line will be longer. How long? We'll talk about it. Stay with us. The number, 517-432-3893. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. 
Welcome back to Impact 89 FM. I'm your host, Dan Duggar. This is my show, The Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. You miss us. You want to want, listen to us during the week. The number, or the website, pardon me, impact89fm.com. Click on the podcast section. And while do we have an archive there, you can download any show. We got previous shows with Drew Neitzel, Edong Ebach, uh, women's golfer Sarah Brown, men's golfer, Big Ten golfer of the year, Matt Harmon. Uh, men's head tennis coach Gene Orlando. So, you know, we try to do our best here at the Sports Wrap to, to cover all bases of sports, all sports, all, what, 25 sports here at varsity sports here at Michigan State. So we're still talking Michigan State basketball. Okay, it, it may, you know, seem like, okay, Dan, you're getting on a little bit of a hyperbole here, you know, a little exaggeration. You're getting a little too too involved here in Michigan State basketball. But when I, when the sports monopoly, when the sports information monopoly Center of ESPN <laughs> comes out with with a list of the top ten programs in and arguably their best basketball. Here's the deal: the the two the best basketball analyst in college basketball right now is Jay Billis, and, and he the reason is because of the way he analyzes a game, and the in the way he gives credit, in in unbiased credit, and and alongside Jay Billis, I have to say Andy Katz is one of the best college basketball writers. Because the way they do their research, Andy Katz obviously called our office, MSU Sports Information, where I work. And obviously he did his research, and obviously he had his studio people, his ESPN researchers dig. And they found this information to argue his case. Because if you're going to put this on ESPN.com, I guarantee Andy Katz has probably over five to 10,000 emails from Durham, North Carolina, from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Let's see. That's North Carolina and Duke, respectively. And then, and then you think of some of the other top programs that could argue. You could say Florida. But Florida has had success as of late. Yes, they won back-to-back. But we're talking sustained success over years. Michigan State's right at the top. I can't, I can't argue with—I'll argue with anyone against that. If you want to call 517-432-3893, Tom Izzo, I believe, has built a near dynasty here. The day we win national title number two under Coach Izzo, it, it's over. Michigan State is the best basketball program. I'd say in the last twenty years, if we win in the next, if we win the national title in the next two or three years, Michigan State is the best program in the last twenty years, and we're right up there. We have built a pedigree. It's it's not flukish just because okay we had Magic, we had Greg Kelser, we had we had that solid squad of seventy nine. Okay, look what kind of players have been through. If if Sean Respert did not have cancer, he scored twenty three, twenty four points a game. Okay, we've had talent throughout the years here. Scott Skiles, now coaching the Chicago Bulls, albeit they're going to lose in five games to the Pistons. We'll get to that. But we've had talent throughout the years, and we've had solid coaching. There's not, and I think that that's key if you're going to have success. You've had you have consistency at the top of the ship. Coach Izzo has been here now what twelve years. Before him was Heathcote, and and, and you know Izzo was handpicked to to the, to be the successor, and I think he's done a great job. And obviously now, time we get some accolades. This is not, you know, this is nothing official, you know, just ESPN coming out with a list. But it has it has stirred some commotion in Spartan Nation. Let me tell you, the websites, the blogger sites, everybody is buzzing that Michigan State has been chosen amongst the writers as tied for number two. But by Andy Katz, he wrote a whole article about how Michigan State basketball is the number one basketball program in the past ten years, and you can't argue against that. Look at the numbers, folks. The number's 517-432-3893. I'm still waiting for those emails. It's wdbmsports at gmail.com. So give me a shout. Drop me a line. If you're shy, go ahead and stick with the email. But wherever you are, I thank you for listening. I'll be here throughout the summer. As long as I don't get fired, I'll be here all next year as well. So you're going to have to deal with me for, for, for quite some time. But that leads us into the NCAA rules change. Like I said, they're extending the three-point line. I think it's tremendous. It's not going to start next season. But the 08, the 09 season, the three-point line will now be 20 feet 9 inches. Right now, it's currently 19 feet 9 inches. It's a quality decision by the NCAA committee. First, but I'm a little disappointed. The women aren't moving their line back, so we're going to have two lines on the court. We're going to be confused. We're going to be going back to replay to see which line the guy was stepping up. So it's going to be a little bit confusing with the women's line staying at 19-9. You know, we talk all this Title IX, but why can't they move their line back and use a bigger ball? But that's a whole nother argument. 517-432-3893. I don't want to step on any toes. A quality decision, moving the college three-point line back to 20 
feet nine. Obviously, the NBA three-point line is 23 feet nine inches. So this, obviously, one, prepares college basketball players better for the next level, the NBA. Because for some guys like Drew Neitzel, like Mo Ager, guys that were, have been here in the past that can, that can stroke the tray, it becomes like a free throw for these guys. Drew Neitzel, during the season, I, you know, I'd like to see a replay of his three-pointers. Many of them were beyond 19-9. So just regularly, these guys are shooting beyond 20 feet. And I think it's 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 really going to help the game out. First of all, like I said, it's it's going to these players are going to separate themselves. The, the good players will remain good, but the the great players are going to rise to the occasion. Drew Neitzel, the great three point shooter in the Big Ten, he's going to arguably be the Big Ten Player of the Year next year. It's a it's a quality decision. This is going to space out the game even more. So not only is this going to to help, you know, the quality of players, you know, see who can really shoot the ball. It's going to help the big men. You're going to have more space to work inside. That double team is going to take just another second to get there. That help side defense on the back side is going to take just that extra second with the space. And you're not going to want to leave this guy wide open out at 20 feet 9 inches for the three. So the good players who are actually great players are going to separate themselves and show that they can really shoot the ball. Big men are going to get more touches and, and more opportunities. And, and you're, I think we'll see more zone defenses because of this, because of the spacing involved. But it's it's going to be more NBA-like, and you know, all you can argue that all the NBA is all, is all offense, but I think it's really going to prepare these guys for the NBA. You're going to have more space to work. There'll be arguably more more one-on-ones because, we, we, you know, that help, like I said, that help side is going to be another foot away. In, in, in basketball, you know that split second is so valuable. So with the three-point line deeper, We'll see more zone defenses, more one-on-ones, but more spacing is going to help the big men. The big men will have more one-on-ones down low, so this will be more NBA-like. But that brings us to a question. Should the college three-point line be the same as the NBA three-point line? And yes and no. You can see you can see both sides of the issue here. Because in, in college, you still want to have a separation between, you know, here's college and the next level is the NBA. So in the next level, the, the three-point line is going to be much deeper. So you don't want to bring college up to that level because then then you'll really see, then you'll really see who can shoot the ball when you when you're shooting from 24 feet for a three-pointer, nearly four feet than what it when it is today. So this don't forget this rule change isn't going to come into effect until 08-09 season, but currently 199 it's going to go to 20 feet nine inches. But the women, the women are not going to move their line back. I don't, I don't understand this one. For years and years, okay, I'm, I, I might get some calls on this one. That the women have argued for equality in sports. We saw Title IX. I think it's great. That's why, in each individual sport, respectively, there are more scholarships because of football. So women's tennis will have more scholarships than men's tennis to even things out because of the distribution of football. Eighty-three scholarships, I believe it is, with football. Uh, you know, but you know, why don't why don't women go ahead and move that three point line back to twenty feet nine inches? Maya Johnson has called me out on this very show and said that I can't shoot the ball, so I want to see the women's three point line at twenty feet nine inches. Okay, that you know that that'd be fair, wouldn't it? So, what's your thoughts? Five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Don't forget, coming up later in this hour, Steve Gerstenberger, Michigan State second baseman. They're on a three game winning streak. Just handed it to Ohio State at Columbus, three games in a row. He played very well. He's making a transition from first to third, first to second. Sorry, we'll talk to him. Chris Roberts, also his teammate, Big Ten Player of the Week. We'll talk about him as well. Coming up after Steve Gerstenberger, we're gonna have guest Earl Robinson. If you're a sports listener in the Lansing area, you know who Earl is. He's been covering sports in the Lansing area for decades, decades. Earl Robinson of Sports Talk 870 is gonna join us just after Gerstenberger. We'll talk NBA playoffs. The East and the West, who's going to win it? And the Tigers, Joel Zamaya, the flamethrower. He's out 12 weeks. I'll tell you why. After these messages, you're listening to the Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. 
It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Impact 89 FM. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. My name is Dan Duggar. This is my show. I'm on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Right here on Impact 89 FM. But as promised, Michigan State second baseman Steve Gerstenberger now joins us. What's up, Gerst? Hello? Hey, what's up, Gerst? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, man. First of all, I want to thank you. I know you guys are busy. You guys got games this week, series with Northwestern this coming weekend. So thanks for your time. Yeah, no problem. All right, first of all, obviously, you guys had a tough go of things earlier in the season, but you guys just took three or four from Ohio State. What changed for you guys as a team to get this series win against Ohio State? I mean, I think it was just a confidence issue, just getting everybody back on track. And, I mean, for some of those losses, we'd have some, you know, one day we'd have 15 hits, score nine runs, but the pitchers, we didn't have the pitching the other day. We'd have three hits, and then we didn't, we, you know, it was vice versa. We couldn't put two two together, so, I mean, it was nice just to put things together and get our confidence back and get on a roll here. And obviously, you you struggled a bit during that downtime, but now now you're getting back and things you're hitting, you're back to hitting 338. You're tied in, in the lead for home runs on the team, second in RBIs. What what got you out of that little slump you were in? Well, I mean, I just, I mean, getting some breaks. I mean, uh, early in the season, I got a lot of breaks and was hitting good, and then, you know, when you fall into a funk, it seems like nothing goes your way. And finally, you know, some balls started falling, get your confidence back. And I felt pretty good at the plate. I felt more comfortable, like, you know, in the beginning of the season. Michigan State second baseman Steve Gersenberger joining us here on the Sports Wrap tonight. Steve, obviously you played first base last year. You're now playing second base. What's the biggest adjustment you've had to make um, changing positions on the defensive end? I mean, it's a pretty big difference for me. I mean, my freshman year I played third base. I mean, and then, I mean, I've kind of been juggling. I mean, I'm finally getting used to second bases. You know, it's it's a lot different than first. Was, you know, it's a, a lot more into the action. But, I mean, it's been a pretty good transition for me. All right, you guys obviously have a goal of going to the Big Ten tournament. The top six teams in the league go to the Big Ten tournament. Well, what do you, what do you guys have to do to, to finish out this regular season? Obviously, you've got a big series coming up against Northwestern this weekend. Uh, what are some of your focus areas in this series? I mean, we, we really just got to not worry about what everybody else is doing, just take care of business. And, I mean, we can't, we can't control what others do. We control what we do. If we look too into what Illinois is doing and what Purdue is doing and, you know, take away from what we're doing, we just got to go out there and hopefully, you know, win the first game. And if we can, I mean, that would be great to get a sweep here of Northwestern and uh, get some confidence rolling into Illinois. I mean, that's the same spot we were in last year. We had to win, win a couple games against Illinois and get in, and we kind of faltered. So hopefully this year we can work through and get in. Michigan State second baseman Steve Gersenberger joining us tonight on the Spartan Sports Rep. He was three for five in yesterday's nine-inning win against Ohio State. That, this has to be a valuable series win for you guys. You guys went on the road. You guys had a rough stretch of things. We know that. But you guys went on the road to Columbus and took three out of four from a good Ohio State team. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, it was, it was big time for us. I mean, it was kind of time to put up or shut up, and uh, we, we, we brought it together. For, I mean, dropping Friday night game there, I mean, we we rallied and came back and won three. So I mean that's I mean we had to do it. If we didn't do that, we don't have a chance to get in the Big Ten tournament. So I mean it's really big for us. All right, your teammate Chris Roberts. I don't know if you know Big Ten player. He was just named Big Ten Player of the Week. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's what's Chris bringing to this team? Obviously, he's young, but he's playing tremendously well, especially in this last series. I mean, he he's been doing a great job all year. Coaches moving him around, and I mean, he's not really a natural outfielder. He's a shortstop, but I mean, he's doing what he can to make the team better and helping the team out. I mean, he's really a good team guy, and he's. He's getting hot here when we need him to get hot. The guy's a tremendous hitter. I mean, he's drastic out of high school. I mean, can't say, say enough about the guy. He's, he's been swinging it great. Steve Gersenberger joining us here on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. Just just a couple more for you, Steve. Obviously, uh, head coach David Gruy's in his second year. You played one year under the previous head coach. Well, what's what's the biggest difference with Coach Gruy? Obviously, he's got a strong love for Michigan State baseball. He's growing the program. What What is it that you like so much about Coach Gruy that is making this program successful? I mean, he's he's got so much intensity, and he wants to turn this program around. And I mean, it's he he just brings so much so much to the table. I mean, it's it's not just baseball; it's everything. You know, he cares so much about 
I mean, classes, I mean, like he stresses, you'll hear him say all the time is the little things matter. And that's what, you know, it helps you win, win championships. And I mean, it's kind of, I mean, helping us all out, um, not only with baseball, but everything. And it's going to hopefully result in uh, some championships. All right. I hear you're a hockey fan. So are the Red Wings going to win the Stanley Cup or what? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I'm pulling for him and watching that. I, I stayed up late to watch that uh, the overtime game. And that was pretty big. My girlfriend works for the Wings, and I get all the inside. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Hey, Steve Gersenberger, Michigan State second baseman. Hey, thanks for your time, Steve. Good luck this week. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate calling your games on, on the radio for you. So, you know, oh, keep, man, keep, keep playing Great. well, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Steve Gersenberger, Michigan State second baseman. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, it will be Earl Robinson. The veteran of East Lansing and Lansing Sports Radio. He's going to join us and he's going to talk some boxing. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89-Second Pledge. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. Quickly, 517-432-3893 is the number, but hold off on those calls. The email address, you can go on and bring those. It's wdbmsports at gmail.com. But more importantly, as I promised, a veteran of Lansing Radio and East Lansing Radio, Earl Robinson. What's going on, Earl? Hey, how you doing, man? Man, just bring a smile to my face here in the voice. Earl, what is going on? You, you have to be thrilled. A big weekend of boxing. I know boxing's your favorite sport. First of all, Earl, was... Mayweather the winner. Uh, yes, he was. He he won the fight. Uh, it was a close fight, but he did win. I had scored it 116 to 112, and, uh, and and one of the judges did as well. And, of course, a lot of the, the media people that were scoring the fight had it that way. It was a close fight, and it could have been scored a little bit closer. But, yes, Mayweather uh, did do enough to win the fight. Joining us on the Sports Wrap tonight, this man has been in the radio sports business for two decades more than I have. His name's Earl Robinson. He hosts AM870. It's on every day during the week, 2 to 3 p.m. Earl, you're so involved in boxing. When did your passion for, for following boxing and covering boxing, where did that stem from? Oh, it probably started when I was a kid, when I was just watching the old Friday night fights and, and, and watching boxing uh, with my grandfather and uh, when I was a little guy. and I just sort of fell in love with the sport, and I became a boxing judge, and I've been uh, judging fights around the state. Now I'm on the uh, Boxing Commission for the state of Michigan, and I, I do that as well. So I don't know. I just ha I've had a long uh, lifetime love with the sport ever since I was like ten, 9 or 10 years old. Obviously, you probably recognize this man's voice. He's Earl Robinson, host of AM870's WKAR Sports Talk. It's a call in every day, 2 to 3 p.m. So, Earl, I've heard you say many times that boxers are the best athletes in the world. Why is that, Earl? You look at what they train and what they put their body through. I mean, when you think about it, a guy who has to train to keep from getting hit, from keep from some guy trying to knock his block off, your body has to be in supreme utmost condition and those guys who aren't a lot of times they get hurt in the ring if you're not ready mentally and physically uh it's a grueling grinding sport they call it they don't call it the sweet science for nothing 
Uh, you have to be able to get out, deliver punishment, yet at the same time not take punishment. That's an awfully difficult thing to do. So, Earl, you've been covering sports on WKAR for 20 years. You've been, you've been in the business since 74. You've seen two, you've seen two basketball national championships. Earl, or what's your favorite moment that you've covered on the radio or in your career? Boy, um, that's, a, that's a tough one. I know I love the 10 years following Barry Sanders and going to all the games at the Lions. I, you know, for me, I, I did not see as far as in person. That was the best running back I've seen. Of course, Jim Brown is, was a great one. I saw him when I was a little kid. But uh, Barry Sanders, watching him run was truly phenomenal. Covering the two national championships, uh, that was great. Getting Norvin Johnson, who I consider a friend of mine, uh, you know, he, he was just a special, special talent. Uh, Mateen Cleese, all of those guys, uh, tremendous, uh, just tremendous teams. And Tommy was just done a wonderful job. And I know I'm probably one of the few people uh, that maybe the only person that is still here that has known Tommy Izzo since he was hired in here is a grad assistant uh, to this day. Earl Robinson joining us. He's the host of AM eight seventy Sports Talk on every day, two to three p.m. Right, they broadcast right here on campus. Earl, we're gonna we're gonna go right back to boxing. Okay, a lot of people call this the fight that saved boxing. Did boxing really need to be saved, Earl? Not really. I mean, boxing has been with us uh, what for hundreds of years. It's going to be be with us. What it did though, it rekindled some interest from among the casual fans, uh, and that's where it helped. Uh, a lot of casual fans bought into this fight. A lot of casual fans, you know, tuned in to see the fight. I mean, the fact that 7,000 people showed up to watch two guys get on the scale and weigh in shows you that that interest was brought back. So at least to the casual fans, it brought back the interest. Now they need another, maybe not a mega fight, but another big fight that will, will juice the interest of the casual fans, the diehard fans, you know, like all of us who love basketball, football, baseball, or hockey. We're going to be with the sport no matter what. But to, to do something for those casual fans, that's what it did. And they'll need other fights like this to at least keep the casual fans' interest. I'm here with host of AM870 Sports Talk, Earl Robinson. You're listening to Spartan Sports Wrap. So Mayweather beats De La Hoya. Earl, do you think we'll see a rematch of these two boxers? There could be one. I'm not so sure. A lot of people think there will because there was so much money made off of this one. Uh, But if there is a rematch, I know it would make money. It would not make as much money as it did this first one. Uh, you know, and it won't have the appeal that the first one had because people have seen them now. They know what to expect. Uh, they know Mayweather, his, superior, his superiority in speed and quickness and his defensive skills will probably make another fight, would make it easier. He would probably win the next fight if they do indeed have a rematch. It would be easier for him in the second fight uh, to beat uh, De La Hoya. I don't think there'll be one. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised just because of all the money that was made off of this one that they that they indeed have a second one. Hey, Earl, I know you're a busy, man. You got a job to do every day, two <laughs> to three. I, I thank you for your time, Earl. You know what? I, I got to catch up with you, man. It's get who your suit guy is. I see you on Sunday mornings <laughs> on, on Stout on Sports on the TV looking so sharp, Earl. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I, I, I got a got a little collection there. I, I I go to a few stores, not here in Lansing. Lansing doesn't doesn't have any stores really that have the suits, but I can give you a few tips on where to go. <laughs> hey Earl, thanks for your time. I'll see you around. Okay. Yeah. Earl Robinson, host of AMA seventy sports, taking time out for us tonight. I really appreciate that, Earl. He is a veteran of this business. I hope I can last as long as Earl Robinson has in this business. He's been on the air for thirty years. Unbelievable. So Earl Robinson, definitely a veteran of this this business, and it's good to see him and see what he has to say. Such a boxing connoisseur. Um, we we've seen you know boxing fluctuate throughout the years. Uh, we've seen it peak interest. You know Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield. In the last seven years, it's really been down, but it's it's been good to see you know such a niche sport come back to life. Like Earl said, this sport has been around for ages, and and people going to watch two men fight. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. You know it's the ultimate macho macho. Whatever you want to call it, testosterone, you know, flaunting. So I think boxing will be around for a while. You know, we see UFC coming up, but but it, but if you really think UFC is going to threaten boxing, it, those guys wouldn't be in UFC if they could be in boxing because the money to be made in boxing is just unparalleled to UFC. It's pennies in UFC compared to what boxing can pay you. So Mayweather says he's retiring. I'm not sure if he is retiring or not. We've heard it before a thousand times. Jordan retired. More than two times, for crying out loud. But De La Hoya loses to Mayweather in 12 rounds. It was a split decision. But Earl Robinson even kept score himself. I don't even know how to keep scoring boxing. 
The number is 517-432-3893. The email address is wdbmsports at gmail.com. Hopefully I will get an email before it's all said and done. I'm in here by myself tonight and most likely for the rest of the summer. Might have some guest appearances by some folks. You never know. But I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk NBA playoffs for the last, what, 14 minutes of this show. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sitter Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. That's right, you're listening to Exposure on Impact 89 FM. More importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. I'm your host, Dan Duggar, here every Monday night. And throughout the summer, it looks like I'll be alone for most of the time. Um, obviously, my regular co-host, Bridget, will be back in the fall. Juan is good at for good and gone. You've heard the last of him as he's taken a long-term internship with Hewlett Packard in Boise, Idaho, of all places. So, I, you know, I appreciate Juan's service on the Spartan Sports Wrap. He was with me for just a, just about a year. So uh, big ups to Juan. And this today, I think, really marks my one-year anniversary of, of hosting the show. It's kind of ironic now that I think about it. Thank you. Ke- Kevin gives me some light applause. Kevin's been with me all a while. You want to give Kevin a shout? Good-looking, tall, six foot four, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. You know, got to show the engineer some love every now and then. He's in through it through the thick and thin. You know, I don't know if he's the biggest Michigan State basketball fan. We talk a lot of basketball. You know, he says, well, you know. It's all right. Give him a shout if you want to. If you want to talk to me on the air, it's five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. The email address is wdbmsports at gmail dot com. So go ahead and drop a line if you don't want to talk to me on the phone. But more importantly, we're talking a little NBA playoffs here. I got I got to thank Earl Robinson though for joining us and Steve Gerstenberger, Michigan State second baseman before him. So thanks to those two fellows for joining me on the show tonight. Don't forget Pistons are coming up at 8 o'clock, followed by the Wings at 9 o'clock. Hopefully the two Detroit teams can get it done tonight. Obviously the Pistons looking to go up 2-0, while the Wings looking to close things out in SJ. Um, but, you know, thanks for, thanks for my people listening out there in Nip and Sip and Lansing. you got to love it. A drive-in restaurant, and they say they sit there from 7 to 8 p.m. to listen. Got to love that. Steve and Becky Wheat, thanks for listening out there in Nip and Sip and Lansing. But more importantly, the NBA playoffs, I was terribly wrong. I said the Dallas Mavericks would recover and rebound, and they did not, along with not playing defense, and the Warriors handed it to them. All this talk about how the the Mavericks just imploded and Dirk struggled and couldn't step up like an MVP should. The Warriors played very well. Okay, Jay Rich is is no fluke of a guard. Baron Davis, no. Steven Jackson, you know, he's a little different. He played extremely well, though. I almost said I said flukishly well last week, but 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 the Warriors they played well. You know Dirk Dirk played terrible. Mo Ager, yes, our good buddy Mo Ager outscored Dirk in a decisive game six. It wasn't even very much decisive. The Warriors won by more than twenty. So, you know when when all these people want to point to Dirk and you know how Dirk struggles and how he's how he's doing terrible, you got to give credit to the Warriors. But we go to the phones. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Rep. Welcome into the Sports Rep. Hello, Dan. What's going on? Not a whole lot. We just finished dinner. So what's what's on your mind tonight in the world of sports? Hello, Dan. Uh, well, what do you think the Red Wings are going to do now with Matthew Schneider out? Well, with Matthew Schneider out, obviously the Red Wings are going to have to step up. It's a it's a key it's a key game tonight. If you look in in the fold of things, the Red Wings obviously they sent a message last game by winning in, in OT. Obviously, a game that went late, and obviously, I'm not I'm not the biggest hockey guy, 
But the Red Wings are obviously with with his injury. I think that the Wings really they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. Do you think the Wings are gonna make it happen? I don't know. I hope so, but it's gonna be awfully hard. We've got a lot of guys out now with defensemen that are hurt. Okay, you look. You look at you, Matthew Schneider. Obviously, a, a key defenseman in the whole scheme of things for the Red Wings breaks his wrist in the first period. So, so when when he's out, he's out for the rest of the playoffs. That, that's definitely going to hurt our defense. And, and he's 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 a top he's a top guy. He's playing top minutes on the defensive end. And, and, but then you look at Nick Lidstrom. Okay, one of the best in the game. Okay, yeah. we have we have a great young team. I think I think the coaching adjustments will be made. Okay, you're going to have to compensate for for the loss here. But but albeit, I think the Wings. Sent sent a message, winning four to one to take that three two series lead. Yeah, in, in in the absence in the absence of Schneider, obviously the young the young fellows are going to have to step up. But when you have such a leader and Captain Nick Lidstrom, obviously he he recognizes the loss. But the way the did that the Detroit Red Wings sent a message in that game, I think I think it's over tonight. Well, I hope so. I hope you're right. So so where are you calling from tonight? Nippinsip. Oh yes, yes, yes! I I barely recognize the voice. The Red Wings will get it done. Hey, we thank you for your call from Nip and Sip in Lansing, Michigan. Hey, Dan, N- thank N- you. Nip and Sip is gonna love me after yeah. we're done here. Hey, thanks a lot for calling. Thanks, Dan. Good. I appreciate the call. Didn't mean to drop it early there either. Just push the button a little premature. Not the big, not the biggest Red Wing guy. I'll, I'll admit that. I don't, I don't follow hockey as closely as I follow other things. But with Schneider out, breaks breaks his wrist in the first period. That hurts us. I, I know that. I'm not going to go on talking like I know what what I'm talking about when it comes to hockey. Because I don't. I never played the sport. I played basketball and football growing up. But, you know, I will I will comment on it. I think the Wings are going to do it. 3-2. They're up 3-2. They're going to make it happen. They sent a message winning 4-1 with a bunch of gray beards. Okay, Hasek's. <laughs> how old is Hasek? Above 40? In net? You kidding me? Playing playing decently well when all those people thought, why are we re-signing Hasek? But I don't know enough about hockey to continue on this rampage. I gotta get back to the NBA playoffs. Something I know about and I won't sound like an like an ignorant fool on the air. We'll have more calls. Hey, but we appreciate Steve and Becky out there at Nip and Sip and Lansing. But hey, the 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 West, Egger scores more than Dirk. That's a problem, okay? That is a problem. But here here's the deal. Maurice Egger, good friend of mine. He's going to get his time to shine next season, I believe. Stackhouse went on the record with the with the Dallas newspaper saying that he played the six man role this year, and that if he resigns with the team, this is Jerry Stackhouse, he will take a back seat to Maurice Sager to let his game develop because he sees that as best for the franchise. He said this a couple days ago after they lost. So obviously Stackhouse understands the need for Ager to develop, and I think that's great. And, and, and now we we look, we look at the Mavs. There is there anything positive that comes out of this? I don't know. Dirk collapsed for the second straight postseason crucial series against the Heat, now against the Warriors. I mean, you look at it a positive, okay, the, each player arguably gets $46,000 in bonus money for going this far. They were the best team in the NBA. The NBA gives them um, a certain amount of money for doing that, and they made it to the first round of the playoffs, and they get a certain amount of money for that. But there's a lot more money to be made and a lot more pride to not have to, not have to be you know given up because you got your butts kicked again, and albeit by the Warriors, they're playing well, and I think the Warriors will go on and beat the Utah Jazz, and and we'll see arguably the San Antonio Spurs and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Now, who would have thought that? Because obviously the eight seed upsets the one seed. They have the easier path to the finals because of the rankings, and so the way that San Antonio handled Phoenix and busted up Steve Nash's nose you know, you have to give the mental edge to the Spurs there. But out of the East, Detroit, showing why we don't need Ben Wallace. I said it on this show last year. Okay, Ben Wallace, a guy who can play defense, okay? He's getting old. He can't make a free throw. He's going to do nothing for you on the offensive end. For what, $12 million a year? Not happening. Not happening. Joe Dumars, again, showing why he's one of the best GMs in all of basketball. By letting him go, obviously we didn't know Chris Webber was going to miraculously land in Detroit. Then everyone suddenly forgets about his corrupt schemes at Michigan and how he got, you know. So, obviously, didn't see didn't see that one coming. So, as Kevin signals a timeout to me, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kevin says timeout. Oh, that's that's a classic one. So you know, obviously we didn't we didn't see that one coming. 
and it's all contingent upon Rasheed Wallace. This run in the playoffs contingent upon Rasheed Wallace. I've said it all year. When Rasheed Wallace goes, so do the Pistons. So will this be LeBron's year? People may ask. I don't know yet. LeBron just doesn't have the pieces, okay? You know, I don't think Larry Hughes is a Scottie Pippen that, you know, Michael Jordan had and what LeBron James needs. You know, he's streaky. Yes, he's he's solid. I don't know if that's going to get done. I don't think Anderson Verjao and I just I just don't know if if the Cavs have it. Yeah, they swept a, a Gilbertless team in the first round, a Gilbertless Wizards team, minus one of the best point guards in the game, scoring wise. So they you know they got a kind of a free pass in the first round, and they beat the Nets in Game One. But I, I still think that Detroit, you know, I'm going to be a homer. Detroit, Detroit's going to be the best team out of the East, and I think I think when it comes down to it, the, the Detroit Pistons will win it all. Because because of their depth. You know, people point to a lot of other teams. Phoenix, oh, they have great depth. Who does Detroit bring off the bench? Did you see what Max Seal has been doing? Dunking all over people? Not to mention McDice. Are you kidding me? How old is McDice playing extremely well for the Pistons? And obviously, the Pistons also have something to prove. They're not done yet in their reign. They they won back in 04, but they're not done yet. They, they want to leave their stamp on things. They want to say, we can win. Without Ben Wallace. Okay, obviously the fans at the Pals booed Ben Wallace. You know, unfortunately, he was a key part of that championship run. But we can get it done without Ben Wallace. All those people who said, Ben Wallace is Chicago. Chicago is going to beat Detroit. They're going to have the better conference record. Okay, first of all, the regular season is over. Chicago did not win the Central. So, strike one. Joe And Joe Dumar's reputation is kind of on the line here with this one. Because he said, you know what, I'll let you go in the win, Ben Wallace. Go ahead, take the money. You know, go to Chicago, go play for Scott Skiles. So Joe Dumars kind of put his neck on the line, but I think it'll all work out again. Pistons on tonight at 8 p.m., Wings on at 9. I'm going to get someone in to talk Wings next week because I'm not going to sit here and ramble about a sport that I don't feel comfortable rambling about. Or We might just get John Forney or Jason James in here to talk some Wings, and and they can talk Wings, let me tell you. But the East, Pistons will come out of the East. Here's some news for you, Tigers flamethrower. He's got flames tattooed on his arm. Joel Zamaya, he's out 12 weeks. Ruptured a tendon in his middle right finger. That is, or he said he felt a pop when he threw a fastball. Woo! So the Tigers, who are a half game back in the AL Central at 19 and 11, they've called up Aquilino Lopez out of the minors. But we will see more of Jose Mesa, but this worries me. Jose Mesa is 40 years old. Huh? All right, yes, Roger Clemens is going to be a New York Yankees coming back again. But Jose Mesa, 40 years old, he's been the major 18 years. How how many balls can you throw at 40 years old? He's weathered. Okay, I don't know how much we're going to rely on Mesa, this Aquilino Lopez guy. We're going to need him to step up, as, as we're going to need for the rest, the rest of our bullpen. Todd Jones, Fernando Rodney are going to have to close out games for the Tigers. But Joel Zamaya out 12 weeks, that is going to hurt us, Not you know, we forgot about this guy named Kenny Rogers, who had a great, great postseason and regular season last year. We're still waiting for him to recoup. And now we're without Joel Zamaya. 517-432-3893 if you want to squeeze one in here before the hour of 8 o'clock. It's wdbmsports at gmail.com as well. Um, thanks that none of you. Oh, one. Here it is. An email. Make my night. Here we go. Hey, Dan, no one can reasonably argue that Michigan State's basketball team is the top team in the last 20 years, really especially if they win another title, at least in the next two or three years. Not only because of the way they play the game, but also because of the attitude and sportsmanship that they bring to the court. Exclamation point! I haven't seen any team bring the same respect and honor that MSU brings to the court. That's what makes so many people proud of them and what makes so many people support them. I agree with you, Dan. The women's basketball program should challenge themselves by also moving their three-point line back to 20 feet nine. And this is a woman emailing me. I love it. Women move the th- hope they move this three-point line back. Match the men. Title nine, with the women's basketball program wanting to not only be treated the same way as the men's basketball program, but to also be supported the same way as men's basketball. They have to be willing to challenge themselves like the men's basketball program. I'm just gonna keep reading. Well, that's all I got today. Thank you, Shanna and Lansing. I love it. Hey. We're coming on the top of the hour. That's enough of me. You've heard me for an hour, but please come back and join me next week. I don't know if Kevin will be here. He says he's he's done. But, hey, we had a nice run together, brother. A little Batman and Robin action, you know. 
pounded. Hey, join us next week, hopefully, 517-432-3893. Put it in your, you know, hopefully you guys have that number. And uh, wdbmsports at gmail.com is the email address. Email me throughout the week if you have any questions. Hey, my name's Dan Duggar. I'm the host of this very show, but more importantly, Jeff Shoup is up next with the Jazz Spectrum. He gives me the thumbs up. The laptop's ready. The CDs are ready. The MP3s. He's ready to spin some jazz. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. Jazz Spectrum's up next. Take it easy. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.